Well, let's start the episode like that, please. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of We Need to Talk About Horror. I am Andy Triefenbach. I'm Josh Lightfoot. I'm Mike Hassler. And today we will be talking about the Critters Collection, which was recently released by our uh, friends, Scream Factory. Our sponsor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we have a fast food chain that is our sponsor, which uh, right. we'll play the spot later today. Spoiler alert. Man, it, I am excited that they hopped on as a sponsor. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, uh, episode 39, we're here. We're queer. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, next episode is episode 40. What are we doing? That's a big... <laughs> Let's do a Dick Miller episode. Oh. Should we? Mm. We could. That's a lot of movie. Yeah, he's been... <laughs> well, that's no, a lot be, of movie. It would be select picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Dick. Okay, well... We'll think about it. We're workshopping this right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the behind the scenes. Anyway, uh, yeah. If you like this podcast, (laughs) you do. (laughs) Uh, We know you do. Yeah. Please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you have because those reviews and those ratings help us get among the masses. 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 Yeah. Anyway, uh, Facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror is where you can kind of convene and talk with other people that listen. Well, no, just talk to Mike. That's a, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's Mike. <laughs> that's pretty much all. But we are covering the Critters movies because of popular vote. Popular opinion. Yeah, on the Facebook group. So essentially, if you're in the group, you may be able to sway us to cover something. Yeah, that That's poll that poll is still up. I have not removed it. You yeah. can add anything you like. Anything you like. We're going to do a don't episode at some point this year. Don't. We might do a month. We might don't. do two episodes two episodes with don'ts cuz there are a lot don't. of don't movies. <laughs> there are a lot of don't movies. Yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> anyway, let's get into uh what we've been watching. Don't. What were we watching in between the recordings of the episodes? That's what this segment is. Well, I haven't, I haven't been here in a while, so yeah. it's going to be a long one. All oh, right. boy. Oh, God, guys. You got oh, a bag out. Boy. Can you hear it? No, no bag today. No, bring no bag. bag. And today. no King of Piracy segment. Well, fine. Damn it. I wanted to hear that bumper. Oh, first time watch. Adam Green's. Frozen. Ooh. Not for not, that cold weather that we've been having. Yes. Adam Green's. Disney presents <laughs> Frozen. Yeah, first time watch. Never seen Frozen. So you don't. If you don't know who Adam Green is, he's the guy who did the Hatchet movies. Uh, anybody yeah. a fan? Uh, I remember liking Hatchet too a lot. I like digging the marrow, and I like digging up the marrow. Whatever it is. <laughs> digging, yeah, I like and it. I do like Frozen. I think Frozen's no, I think his best film. Digging the marrow. It's... Digging up the marrow. You know what? I'm going to agree. I think it is his best film. Look it up, Mike. If you don't know what Frozen is, it's about these group of kids that get stuck in the like the ski swing. Yep. 
and uh, this would never happen. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, they're pretty much fucked. It just shows <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> just it, once the wolves come up. Yeah, it just shows them trying to find a way to get out of the situation they're Mike, in. Mike, did you uh, verify that title? Yeah, it is. It is, okay. Right. Um, and, uh, you would think Iceman would help him out of that situation somehow <laughs> or another, right? <laughs> well, what's but he no. going to do? <laughs> Guys, make a, I'll make build, him a bridge. <laughs> I'll build an ice slide so we can just hop down. Yeah. Yeah, well. He could probably kill those wolves, I'll tell you that much. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, Wolfsicles. <laughs> Or was that, was that him or was it okay, his brother? Okay, we're stepping all over Josh here. His bro- okay. Was it him or his twin brother? Because you know that guy's got I a twin. I, no, I think it's Sean Ashmore, You think it's right? Sean? Okay. That's Iceman. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Josh, please continue. Go for it. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Da, 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 da. It has some very Adam Greenish kind of quality moments. Like if you if you watched it, you'd be like, "This is clearly an Adam Green movie." And I think what gives it away is that there's a Kane Hodder cameo. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it except just check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I um, I'm weird with Adam Green. Like I know, you know, I appreciate the fandom. Mm-hmm. But um what Billy Zane? <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, he's definitely a hardcore horror guy, but like Hatchet I didn't really dig because I felt like it was more of a sitcom than it was a horror movie. Oh, but the practical effects. Oh, and the so practical yeah. Glorious. But that's the thing. That's the takeaway from Hatchet, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, oh, they got that one 360 shot where Rips open the jaw. Yeah, I, I get it. It's an awesome practical effect. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a fun time. I think all. Of, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but think the first three are, I think, evenly matched. As yeah, far I think as fun. The first two. The uh, third one. I've only yeah. seen the third one once. I didn't care for Victor Crowley. Spoiler. I don't. Yeah. Did no, I thought it was horrible. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people that dig it. I think some, some people that probably listen it. to the show mm-hmm. that are local. It was okay. Uh, Yes. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So yeah. Okay, Mike. Um. So I'm gonna go a little out of the box. I watched a movie called Tyrell, which is a Blade Runner documentary. Yeah. It's, Susan Tyrell? No. It's directed by Sebastian Silva, who did um, Magic Magic and Crystal oh, yeah. Fairy and the Magic Cactus or whatever the thing's called. Um, That's a lot of magic. Yeah, and all all three of them with Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is in this movie, and uh, the lead character is Jason Mitchell, who is really good and straight out of Compton, which we were talking about before the before the podcast started. Um, he's also very good in this, and he's going with his friend, played by Christopher Abbott, um, to. I guess like a friend gathering, like an annual friend gathering for a birthday party um, out in the woods. And he is black and all of the characters there are white. And it's it's um, very get out kind of. But (laughs) but it's but it's not. Um, Yeah, it's got that same level of it is a very uncomfortable movie and you're just waiting for something to explode. And uh, it's it's so it's a it's a an intense intense experience. It's got some really good acting and 
it's an interesting movie. Uh, but it's it's definitely on the intense level. It's it's gotta get out matched. So check her out. Is She's that gonna be our finishing move now? It's on demand. Check it out. <laughs> check 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 it out. Okay, I watched. Uh, so this one kind of borders on horror. Maybe it's more of a action kind of western, but there's a lot of homages and tributes to. Uh, westerns, uh, some Giala, uh, or Gialli, I should say. Um, Let the Corpses Tan. So this is from uh, the filmmaking team behind Amir and Strange Body of Your Colors Too. Ah, uh, fuck. Strange Color of Your Bodies Too. Yep, that one. Um, uh, Helene Catet and Bruno Frizzani? Frizzani. I think it's... Yeah. Anyway, um, I was really excited about this because I've heard a lot of great things about it from um, like TIFF and Fantastic Fest, and it seemed to be their most. Your friend Tiffany. Well, yeah, TIFF. <laughs> oh, TIFF. Toronto International Film Festival, jerk face. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I heard it was their most cohesive thing, which like their past two films have been kind of more mixtapes, as I call it. Like, I love Amir um, quite a bit, but it's not for everybody. Uh, This one is probably my least favorite. I don't know. I'd have to watch Strange Body um, or Strange Color. Sorry. Jesus Christ. That's a strange body in your color's tears. Strange body. What, am I having a stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Um, yeah, this one, like, there are bits and pieces that I really dig, but, um, I don't know. I just don't, ah, it is probably their mo co, co- la, la. I can't talk today. It's a great day to have a podcast. Awesome. Uh, most cohesive story. That's for sure. There is actually a story behind it, but there's a lot of, um, you know, these two filmmakers are very known for. Uh, paying homage to giallo uh, Italian cinema and Western cinema of Italian descent. And uh, they over-heighten certain things like sounds and really big close-ups or stylish camera moves. So a lot of it is a uh, a show-off of technique, which they're great at, but... I don't know, even though this is more of a cohesive story, I just didn't find myself really digging it that much. With that said, I think I rated it like three out of five stars. So it's like in the middle of the road. I think if you like Amer or if you like Strange Color, you'll still want to check it out. It's available. Here's the interesting part. If you have a library card, it's available on Canopy. So you could essentially watch it for free. Miss Canopy. Canopy with a K, uh, so K-A-N-O-P-Y. Um, it's a service that if you have a library card, you get access to their movies. And Any some, library card? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, it, it's kind of like, um, you know how you can borrow audiobooks and yeah. PDFs and stuff like that? It's kind of like that with movies. So they have, I want to say they have some Criterion stuff on there too. Um, Armageddon? I don't know. About <laughs> the Rock? <laughs> yeah, The Rock. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was a decent selection that I saw that, that was on there. I'm like, oh, cool. Finally a time to check it out. So, yeah, watch it if you want. Yes. 
I rewatched a little forgotten gem oh, called boy. My Best Friend is a Vampire from oh, 1987. I thought you were going to do My Boyfriend's Bad. My, no. I've actually never seen I that. I love that oh, one. You should. Yeah, that's good. Seen that. Do you own it? I do. It, it was like three bucks on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's cheap. I yeah. almost blind bought it. I would say it, bought, but blind buy it. Blind buy it? That's okay. good. Blind bought it. Yeah. Blind bought it. It is. So, and, Andy approved. Wait. My... Oh. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? It's not my best friend's a vampire. The little vampire. The little... With oh, the oh Jonathan Licknicky. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what that kid from Jerry McClane? They drink cow milk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. No, this is not no. that movie. This is the one with the uh, locker, like the coffin locker or something like that on the cover. Yes, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I remember okay. this one. Yeah, this used I've to never come. Seen this, you never. No. It used to come on HBO a oh, lot, a fucking lot, and because uh, um, my babysitter uh, had HBO and it was always on at like almost the same time every day, so I, I'd seen it quite a few times and it was like just burnt into my head and I had the DVD for a while and I just never got around to watching it but I finally watched it and um, it's very similar to the Jim Carrey vampire movie Once Bitten which came out two years prior to this okay. one All right. and uh, it's, I mean, it's about you know a teenage boy who is gonna have sex with this prostitute but it turns oh, out she's yeah. she is a vampire and oh, he, man. he gets bitten yeah I hate when that happens <laughs> once bitten twice shy. yeah that was the sequel that never got oh, made damn okay. it. and um, suddenly he starts craving uh, blood <laughs> blood I don't know blood um I don't know it's Blatka? I mean, it's a fun little movie. If it, I would probably revisit it. Um, I mean, it definitely brought back a lot of memories. Of, you know, things that I forgot yeah. when I first watched it, like a hundred times. Um, but if you liked Once Bitten, then yeah, you'll probably like My Best Friend's a Vampire. So, I don't know. It's essentially the same that, movie. That it is, is the pull quote right there. It's like the same, but with a a few like new ideas. If you liked Once Bitten, give My Best Friend is a Vampire. It I'll has, try. um, God, what's his face? I can't remember his name. He's in, uh, oh, da- uh, David Warner. Oh. Who was in Tron and Body Bags yeah. and yeah. every 80s movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out to uh, Joe Cornish's finally made a second movie uh, called The Kid Who Would Be King. It's out in the theaters. Oh, yeah. It is surprisingly good. I've actually heard it's decent. I'm yeah. not going to run out to the theater. No, to I it. wouldn't suggest you do that. But Joe Cornish, I I love Attack the Block so right. very much, and I also he's hear finally got it's a not second movie. Like they said that it's going to lose like fifty million dollars or something. Yeah, probably it's so. going to flop. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Sucks. Uh, and well, and it's it was an original original idea that they didn't know how to sell. Mm. Oh, yeah, the, the trailers were fucking terrible. 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 Like when I, I saw I the... had no idea this was Joe Cornish and when I saw it, every time I'd seen the trailers like this looks fucking awful. I had no clue Patrick Stewart was in it. This is why I stopped watching trailers is I know. Um, when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night, every single trailer in front of that movie, I was like this is fucking terrible. They these all look horrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. The kid who would be king. Is that what it's called? That's yeah. What it's called. No different. 
Okay. Uh, so I watched Polar. It's not entirely a horror movie, but eh. it's it's pretty fucking dark and yeah. it's uh, really funny. Um, it, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's a strange movie. It really worked for me. I can totally understand it not working for other people. Um, but it's it's got uh, Matt Mickelson, who is John Wick, fantastic to me. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of it kind of is one eyed John Wick. Yeah, but it's not. No, it, it is, but it it, it, it is, is, but it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's got some great great action. Uh, it's directed by Jonas Ackerland, who um, also has Lords of Chaos. Yeah, he's out. got two two coming out in a row. Even though Lords of Chaos was like two years ago, <laughs> and yeah, it's finally coming. out. But they're out. doing a pretty big push on that. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Which apparently Vice and 20th Century Fox and Scott Free are still executive producers on it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I, the press release that I got it had 20th Century Fox on there, but Gunpowder and Sky are putting it in. Yeah. It, it, I don't get it. Um, no, it's it's coming out middle February and then the end of February it's coming out. Yeah, on it's going to do like New York and select markets for two on weeks the and then... 14th, 15th, uh, 15th, and then the 22nd it will do more i don't know lords Lords of chaos yeah but i don't know about vod options it's two weeks after the theatrical is okay it's the end of the it's february 20 something yeah okay um so polar's on netflix right uh, now right now and you can go and watch it it's got a lot of action a ton of violence and it's got some really dark humor that i found pretty funny okay uh, last night I did a rewatch. Ooh, hey guys, I don't know if you've been following the saga. What's going on? I finally finished Firestarter. Reading Firestarter. Oh, Holy okay. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! I started that in June. Oh, oh lord. Man. Uh, here's what I'll say about that book. If you're interested, don't 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 bother. Don't bother. Don't bother huh? Yeah, the movie is a straight fucking adaptation, pretty much. It's missing a couple of. Little details and characters, but nothing important. Are the endings the same? Yeah, pretty much. No, um, that's too bad. You get Is that... George C. Scott still Native American? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. um, but yeah, I mean, there's a transvestite character that's in the movie um, or in the book. Like oh I miss where was that I miss that it's a doctor that, that George C. Scott too basically Andy pushes <laughs> this doctor. To kind of like the problem is so they explain a little bit of Andy's uh, push right that's what they call it is um, he can push certain people to do certain things but sometimes what happens is an echo happens or a ricochet and what the ricochet means is they get fixated on a certain thing so like this character um, who is a married man and you know when the wife's away he basically dresses up in his wife's panties or whatnot. Um, he gets caught on the word like really pretty or very pretty or something and every time he sees very pretty uh, he thinks of his wife's clothing and dressing up but he also gets fixated on a garbage disposal which is very telegraphed I mean there's like once it's said, it's like, oh, he's going to fucking either put his dick or his arm in it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. I mean, 
<laughs> what are your choices? You but know? yeah, if you've seen the movie, it, honestly, like it was not an engaging read because maybe I've seen the movie too many times, and plus I'm just a shitty reader. Um, but I'm gonna give Pet Cemetery a try. I'm gonna try to finish that before. Yes, I'm holding it right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to finish that before the uh, April movie, yeah. where the movie comes out in April. Yeah, they're uh, re-releasing the movie in 4K. Yeah, and can we talk about that cover a little bit? I absolutely, I hate it. You hate it? But I hate it because... It looks like the book. No, I know, but it's like... You hate the book cover? No, I love the book cover. I'm confused. I like that an artist actually did the book cover, but they didn't ask the artist to do, like, hey, can we put your painting on the 4K... No, some fucking marketing assholes like, well, I could do that in Photoshop. That's exactly what it looks like to me, and I absolutely hate it. Okay, I I like that it it triggers that nostalgia feeling, like, oh, it looks like the book cover, but it looks horrible in my opinion because it's photoshopped and it's also bypassing the artist who actually did that. I one hundred percent. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. And it, it's a personal thing. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you should put that art on there. Yeah, when that's you, what you're when trying you to When you put do. it that way, like, yeah, that is a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, because Fright Rags worked with that artist and made shirts on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it would have been a problem. It's just that Paramount didn't want to sink any more money into it. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever. And let's be honest... I don't really dig Mary Lambert's adaptation at all. I did rewatch it uh, fairly recently, yeah. and I remember liking it like a lot more than than the last time I saw it. I think I still think the biggest issue I have with it is the ending. I think is the just ending horrible. Dale Midkiff, Denise Crosby's okay. She's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Fred Gwynn is really the takeaway mm. on that movie. He's yeah, the, great. The um, they. Apparently it well they get a test screening. Everyone yeah. complained about the ending, so they put on the shitty ending. Right, right. And I was hoping that the original ending would be an extra on the uh, blue new Blu-ray, but no. no. Maybe they'll talk about it in the documentary, maybe. but maybe I don't know. But the other thing is like um, the thing that I'm kind of worried about. And granted, I've only seen the trailers, which that only shows you so much. Is that there's like, only been one? No, there's two. There's it's, two. It's the same thing. There's two. There's two different trailers. For the new one? Yes. There's trailer one and trailer two. Trailer one is more of a glorified teaser. Trailer two does show a little bit more. I mean, there's a lot of scenes beat for beat, but it does show a little bit more. Especially of of Judd, um, John Lithgow's character. And I do not hear any fucking main accent, which is kind of what worries me a little bit. I don't Mm. think that should worry you at all. Uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of Pet Cemetery uh, leans on regional uh, folklore. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I love Lithgow, so I think he'll pull out a good performance. But we'll see in April. But I do want to read the book and try to get it finished by then. So I got two months to do it. Anyway. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It took me seven months for Firestarter. And I also see Christine on your shelf. Yeah. Um, I put it on my Instagram story, which you can follow me at T R I E F Y Treefy. Uh I was debating if I should read Christine or Pet Cemetery, and I was kinda leaning towards Pet Cemetery anyway, and I think it was like seventy four 
percent of people said read Pet Cemetery. Did you always have this book? Or yeah, that's my original yeah. copy. I bought it at Paperbacks, etc. back in the late 80s or early 90s. Wow. You're really showing your age. Yeah. I know. I'm old. Fuck off. <laughs> Josh, what did your young self re- uh, watch? I almost said read. Yeah, what'd you read? What'd yeah, you what'd been you reading? Read? What'd you been reading? <laughs> I read the TV guide. Cool. Which <laughs> I don't think they made. It was from 98. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, oh, I wish Yana were here to talk about this one. Mike talked about it a few podcast episodes ago. It's the movie I Am a Hero, which came out in 2015. And I placed it in my top 25 Blu-ray releases of 2018. That's a site. Top 25 B-L-U-R-A. Oh, really? I'll throw a link in the show notes, please. <laughs> please. The show notes. I was pretty proud of that. I was proud of it. <laughs> oh, um, if, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. It's, I need to see it. It is about a, it, and it's a Japanese zombie movie about this manga artist who uh, he he daydreams, he fantasizes a lot, he wants to get out. His, the reality of his life is pretty shitty. Uh, Yana says, who kn- Yana, who knows a lot about Japanese culture, says that you know a lot of people who want to be a part of something, their lives are really not all that great, and if they want to make money doing something to fit in, they don't really make a lot of money, and they, I mean, they get everything pretty dead right, um, but they throw in this twist about this manga artist who, uh. Uh, who there's like a zombie outbreak, and you don't know if if what the zombie outbreak is is like kind of going on in his head, or is it like is it a part of his imagination, or is it actually really happening? A lot of people would compare it to uh that uh, Train to Busan that came out two years later. If you liked Train to Busan, which I liked. Train to Busan. I still need to see it. If I, you thought that was uh, missing some violence, because that's it is exactly what like it is not gory. Train to Busan isn't no, very gory. Not at all. I am this a hero is very gory. It's gloriously extremely. gory. Yeah, and it sucks that the movie kind of fell under the radar a bit because yeah, you can't. How can people watch this again? You have to buy it. We, you have to buy the Blu-ray. You have to buy it. And uh, I think it's pretty cheap on rightstuff.com. That's okay. That's where R-I-G-H-T-S-T-U-F, with just one F, dot com. They're a great site to buy anime from, but they also have a few live-action movies from uh, the company Funimation. And Wellgo. Mm, yes. Um, But yeah, like... You know, Train to Busan was a Blu-ray that you could get for like twelve ninety nine. I think it's on Netflix too. I mean, it was yeah. super cheap. Everyone saw Train to Busan, but no one saw I Am a Hero. <laughs> I think availability was a big thing because I remember hearing about it, and mm-hmm. I just never. Saw, I, actually, it might have been at Fantastic Fest. Maybe that's how I heard uh, about it. I, Train to Busan is remember. so incredibly acclaimed, and I mean, it's good. Well, it ended up and on a lot of people's. I, th- best I think it's. Lists. I think it's okay. I I wasn't crazy about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what's missing in Train to Busan is filled in in I Am a Hero. Okay. So. Right. There's a lot of humor in I Am a Hero as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was which a, was totally missing from Train to Busan. A fun time. I mean, Train to Busan is 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 not intended to be the kind of movie, but huh? I mean, that was fun. Yeah. Mick? Uh, how about Velvet Buzzsaw, baby? Oh, that's on Netflix. I'm the only one that uh, apparently <laughs> I uses. Love it. I'm the only one that apparently uses my Netflix account. What are you talking about? Group. I I use it. I watch the Ted Bundy tapes. Okay. Or oh, the confessions or. Are whatever. you going to talk about that? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. everybody else is talking about it. the The only thing I find interesting about it is that Joe Berlinger directed that and directed the film with Zac Efron. So is the, is that going to be a is that a Netflix? That's not a Netflix film. No, no. this is, but. The the show is, but yeah, yeah. The show is, but the um, shockingly vile, fuck, whatever it is, whatever it is, um, extremely wicked, shockingly vile, something like yeah, that. It's a it's a mouthy title that is oh, not doing yeah, movie a, any favors. Right, it's a phrase that gets said on the when Ted Bundy got the Ted Bundy Zach Efron fun. experience. That's what there it should go. be called there because that's what everybody <laughs> refers to it as. Uh, There's a Ted Bundy movie with with Zach Efron. I don't know the release on <laughs> That's that. what it should be called. The, t- the Ted Bunny movie with Zac Efron. I don't know the release on that. I don't know what they plan on doing. I don't either. So. I don't even know who has it. I don't think anybody does. Anyway, Velvet Buzzsaw is a movie that came out, um, well, last week by the time you hear this, but it's on Netflix. It's from Dan Gilroy. Uh, it's a reteaming of the Nightcrawler team, aside from Riz Ahmed. Uh, who is okay. who's not in the movie? But Renee Russo, Dan's wife, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it's it's a satire kind of of the art world. Um, it's it's got some very dark humor. It's got a lovely homage here and there to some uh, some great horror movies from the eighties and uh, Final Destination to some degree. Um, it's it's basically a an art dealer they're they're looking for something new and find um somebody who works for the art gallery the the guy died in this apartment and all of his art is still there and so they take it and exhibit it and as it turns out this art is maybe a little bit haunted so it's uh it's it's a uh, I, I yeah it is a satire and it is funny, uh, but it's also pretty intense and it's got some some great kills to it. So, um, I it it's not as good as Nightcrawler is by any stretch. I, I love Nightcrawler. Uh, this is more divisive for sure, uh, but I I enjoyed it quite a bit. So you got Netflix, you should. Definitely check it out. I've seen a lot of people have been watching this. So. Yeah, and it's it's you know it's kind of a mixed bag for reactions. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of people negatively. It's all over the map. So I think it's pretty good though. Uh, I did do a rewatch of Luca Guadagnino's Guadagnino's. I forget how you pronounce it. Guadagnino. Uh, uh, Suspiria. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still. Uh, didn't really change my opinion on it. I think it's very middle of the road. I know we talked about it before. Needs an editor. <laughs> Joseph should never be in the movie. This town um, needs an enema. This town <laughs> needs an enema. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in it, though. I will say that, like, 
it felt a little more disjointed the second watch because I'm like, man, that seems so great. And then this is... Um, that came out of me. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, the CGI is very prominent um, in the end scene. Oh, did that affect more you so this time? This, the second watch, I'm like, wow, this looks like It's fucking crap. awful. Um, <laughs> it didn't really bother me the first watch, I guess. I cannot believe that didn't bother you on a big screen. You know what bothered me the first watch and still on the second watch is like um, kind of the slow motion tracing yeah, it's, sequences. It's, uh, I don't like it. I, I don't like when you do stuff in post-production that no. slows it down. No, if you don't shoot it that way and then you try to do it in post-production... Well, if you shoot it, it looks, on digital, yeah, yeah. It looks have like a problem. trash. Right, right. So, anyway, um, I, I think it's worth a watch, but yeah, it's two and a half hours and it's definitely like 45 minutes way too long. Um, I think that might be the big reason why I skipped it. Is... Yeah. I mean, I love that it's up front and it says, yep, this is a dance school full of fucking witches. I love that it's more female centric. Um, but there's a lot of stuff like doesn't get explained. Like, you know, though I'm not going to explain shit. How do I, de- uh, I can't talk about it, but anyway, um, I just I don't want to ruin it for you, Josh, but yeah. I, I think, uh, the, the scene where they're all at the table and something drastic happens with a knife. That's as vague as I can get without spoiling it. Um, I think that's it's out of the blue, and you don't really get any build up for that character. So the, nope. that action is just really a shock action. And who it's like, cares? I, who knows? Yeah, I didn't care about that character. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, there's a lot of really great set pieces, I think, and some really great scenes. That's about it. I still don't know if I like Dakota Johnson as an actress. I think she's more tolerable in this, but. Man, just ugh. <laughs> she's not that great. And so did did you buy this? No, it was sent to me. Okay, well, so I watched the Blu-ray. I bought it for no apparent reason. I was gonna say, why'd you buy that? <laughs> it didn't get a 4K release, which is weird for a yeah, new new movie. Odd. It is kind of. Uh, you don't want to see the end of this movie in 4K. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. They probably did all this. Your eyes are gonna hurt. Anyway, and boy, if you want that clarity, (laughs) Dolby Vision, holy shit. Wait a minute, I thought they did release it in front. Well, I think digitally they did. Oh, probably. Uh, And uh, that that seems to be the new thing. Yeah, but on disc, it's just the Blu-rays. Yeah. Gross, guys. Sorry, I'm not buying your digital discs, okay? Or whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Ultraviolet's going going bye-bye. Did you hear that? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't worry. Don't freak out. You know what's... Let's as talk about that. As long as you got that. a link to Voodoo, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. There's mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of people on Twitter, like physical media nerds, which I think we all are. Yes. That are so anxious to jump down the throats of people that are living more digital movie library. And they're like, see, we told you so. The apocalypse <laughs> is coming. You will lose everything. But then when you read what's actually happening, it's like, no, as long as you're connected to, like, Voodoo you're connected or something. You're connected and not to like, another service, and we're giving you plenty of time to do so. Not Flickster or anything like that. No. So if you care about yeah. your digital library, guess what? You got plenty of time to save it. If yep. not, you don't. Yeah. I mean. Sorry. I'm, I'm a guy that, yes, most of my 
movie library is physical media, but I do have some digital copies because, you know, fucking the Mission Impossible movies, right? I just got a hell of a deal where it was like all of them were free up and we talked about this last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That works out perfectly for me. I'm not, I, I don't really look forward to adding a box set of Mission Impossible on my shelf because I know they're not done with those movies. Mm, I mean, they just signed on for two more. So yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that franchise either. I mean, most of my collection is horror, so I don't know, but there is so many people like ready. They thought this was the opportune moment. They thought this was the moment to prove their theories. Right. I'm like, guys, it's fine. Man. Did that get annoying real quick? Oh shit. (laughs) It's like, yes, I see it. That way, but... Like, I still kind of... Here's what I'll say. I still kind of have that theory. I would rather physically own something versus virtually own something, but... There's there's only so much space on my shelf. Yeah, I also get the practicality of having a virtual library. You know, if I move, fuck. I I hate this already. So, uh, whatever. Um, But, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? I'll only own things that I would rewatch again. Yeah. Just be glad these people, you know, they got it digitally, so they either paid for it or they got a digital code off of Facebook. <laughs> Somebody posts, oh, here's a freebie. Oh, it's gone in 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at least there's, you know, some initiative or excitement on it, so they love movies. That's the other thing is, like, people that feel... Like they own a physical copy are better than the people that own digital. I don't know that. That's what kind of got really exposed with this. That's not the case, though. I don't think so either. Anyway, but there are, there are people that, that collect VHF tapes. I don't look down on you, but I I, I, I will could. look down at the people that are like, you know what, guys? I've gave Blu-ray a try, and I just love my VHS. <laughs> I like the commercials. <laughs> Dude, I mean, get the fuck out of here with your commercials. Go on YouTube, you little baby. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, the other thing is, like, people watch a movie. Who wants to watch it with commercials? Well, you tick my button. The other tick my button. button. Honestly, Mike, I I do like the older movies with the commercials. Of course you do. Look, there's a nostalgia feel to it that I like. There's some people that really hold on to that. But to say that VHS is the premier format. Before DVD, or well, it, it's above DVD, above Blu-ray. Admittedly, I only collect those Get tapes and only certain specific right. ones, just for right. nostalgic reasons. Right. But somebody was I, there was a group I was on on Facebook where they were like, "I got the Letterbox edition. That's fine. I don't need the DVD <laughs> or the Blu-ray. I, I get to see the whole image. It's not a pan and scan. I'm like, it's not that's, anamorphic. That's not the only reason why people do not like VHS. Like VHS was great for discovering movies in the 80s mm-hmm. and the 90s. Yeah, I get that. That was the only format. But once the late 90s come comes in and you get DVD, that was the next p- format. You got more picture. It was a clearer picture. I mean, if I put on a fucking VHS tape and I put on a Blu-ray, I can see a significant improvement. 
one of the, the one of the greatest arguments is that oh somebody doesn't have great eyesight then they won't even notice. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, if you want to <laughs> look at a blur or you want to look at a high definition blur, which do you think is going to look better, you <laughs> fucking idiot? Yeah. The people that are like uh like this TV. I think uh, and sorry visual. Uh but this is like a 23-inch TV that I have that I just turned on. But um <laughs> we use it mainly for horror trivia night. Anyway, um, has an element? Are they even still around? <laughs> yeah, they're still around. Oh. It's a cheap TV, okay? But um, I, I have an element too. So. A- anyway, like somebody's like, well, I only have a 23-inch HD TV, so VHS is just fine. Invest like, your money, you stupid shit. <laughs> you can get a you can get a 42-inch. Seven, uh, not seven. You can get a 720p, <laughs> 42 inch for like a hundred dollars now. I mean, it, it's all right. You Mike, can get huge TVs for nothing. Let's do what the crates do and get up in them guts. Okay, Critters, the Critters Collection, released by Scream Factory, um, are good friends. Hey, I didn't notice any audio visual problems. No, this seems no, like a pretty fact, flawless release. In fact, this made uh, number three yeah. in my top twenty-five Blu-ray releases Again, of twenty eighteen. Yeah, just uh, click that link, Simply and you can see for the two movies alone. Yeah, uh, yeah, there are uh, two more of these. Did you know there are two other movies? <laughs> hey, I actually watched Critters Three the most Let's of be the four. We actually, bought it. the collection for one and two, yeah. and three and four were just bonuses, baby. Right, which is what they treated them as by not giving us anything new. Well, and also they were just the HD masters; right. they weren't even new scans like no. one and two. Like it was uh, like half-hour documentaries. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um. Well, and it's fitting because three and four was filmed back to back, so. Right. Yeah. For like $5. <laughs> no, it was $2 million. It was the same. I think it was the same budget as one and two. Yeah. Yeah, Josh. Three's upstairs. Sorry. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, this is a four disc set. This is the one that I heard about last year, early on in last year that they were doing. And no, Two had a $4 million budget. Uh, yeah, we'll get there, though. It yeah. was a big one. But People. I was really excited because Critters 2, I grew up with in my childhood. I'll tell you guys Same. a funny story when we get to it. Yeah. Um, but I also like Critters. I think Critters is a lot of fun. Um, let's be honest. I think the reason people love this is because of the work from the Kyoto Brothers. Because that's... Sure. that's. I mean, Critters... When I think of Critters, I think of Kyoto Brothers. I don't think of, you know, McGarris or... or uh, Who's the uh, Stephen Herrick or any of those people? I just I'm like, oh yeah, the Kyoto Brothers made some really cool anti gremlins. No, when I think of Stephen Herrick, I think of Bill and Ted. I don't. Yeah, I don't think yeah, of yeah, Critters. Yeah. So, which uh, I was looking up his filmography. Man, he fell off the tree, didn't he? Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, uh, so yeah, what... man, he had Critters. He had Bill and Ted. Don't yeah. tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. dead. Mighty yeah. Ducks. Three Musketeers, but Mr. Holland's Opus. What's the one movie? Dalmatians. What's the one movie that turned it all around? That's what I'm trying to remember. Holy man. 
Oh, know. with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Holy Man, was it? Uh, Rockstar, Life or something like it, Man of the House. Yeah. Oh, that's I guess it was after it. Rockstar because I think hey. there was some production troubles. Really? Huh. I'll have to look that up. I can't remember. With, uh, wasn't that with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically uh, the Judas Priest story for the most part. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about Judas Priest. No. <laughs> but it is Stephen Herrick. So. Yes. Uh, so, and I don't In know. his directorial debut. Josh, you watched the, the documentaries for one and two, right? New. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. You, yeah you I, I've okay. seen them all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did uh, watch the first one with commentary, though. So you got to link it. However, the commentary, like, I actually flipped between the two. There's one with a actor, Don Opper, and the producer, and then there's another commentary with the, the Kyoto Brothers. Right. But the Kyoto Brothers commentary is so boring really and slow I, and 20 minutes in i'm like that's kind of surprising because these guys have nothing to say and oh. they they i think they probably even forgot even making the movie so i just i flipped it over to yeah, the yeah but they're really good the on star the, and producer uh, commentary they're good on the docs and they're yeah the one i it's, forget his name it's just fuck but the docs are edited no these i know but steven <laughs> that's the difference i think it's steven kyoto um one of them's very animated and he's always excited. He's usually the guy that's like, yeah, we're making Killer Clowns, the TV show. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, I I loved. So here's the, uh, we'll, I guess we'll start with Critters 1. Yeah. Uh, so Critters 1 was put out in 1986. The interesting part about this is that if you all remember, this, the first two, well, all four of them were put out by New Line. But the first two were... Uh, put out by New Line Cinema when they were independent. They weren't bought out by uh, Warner Brothers yet. The first one at least has that red New Line logo. Yeah. I don't remember if the second one did or not. Uh, no, the second one has the, the, the newer first one. iteration of the, the film strip in the square or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the the funny thing about Critters is so Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 84, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then Nightmare on Elm Street 2 came out, I think, was it 85? I'm pretty sure it was 85. I think it was 85. But the deal was like with a lot of marketing with part two, Critters was right there too. Um, So like if you look at newspaper ads and press stuff, um, what they did was when they put out two in the theaters, they had a trailer for Critters. So this was when they were like, okay, Freddie made us a lot of money. Now we can go invest in other possible franchises or or at least Critters, let's be honest, it is kind of a ripoff of Gremlins. Uh, I think it's... But it's not. Yeah, it, it's kind of... And Hobgoblins is a ripoff of both of those. Yeah, right. if you... I mean... This, the, the, the script was conceived and written before Gremlins Before came Gremlins, out. right, right, right. They then tweaked the script to lessen the similarities to Gremlins. If anything, Critters 2 is probably more of a ripoff of Gremlins than Critters 1. Because uh, there's but, a lot but more humor. I'll t- we'll get into that once we talk about Cr- Critters 2 and why I think that way. Um, I personally don't think it's necessarily a ripoff. You're just dealing with small creatures. That's it. Right. Uh, and it's puppetry. That That's the similarities, really. Um, but I've always loved the design of the Critters. Um, I just yeah, think... Uh, they're good little hand puppets. Yeah, they're the little evil alien porcupines. Um... So the first one, this one stars uh, D. Wallace, Stone, 
Because that's the thing. She did change her name to D. Wallace Stone. Did she get married or she changed? It? She got. She got married. I think she was married. She married and Oliver then... Stone. <laughs> did and she? Then... No. No. no, no. <laughs> like, that was shocking. I was like, what? No. Um, <laughs> she was married to Chris. I think she was Stone. married for okay. a little bit, and then she didn't change her name. But then she finally did. And uh, in her the... husband who died, Christopher Stone. Yeah, and then her in the doc they actually said they wanted her to credit herself as D. Wallace to play off of E. T. because that's also present in the movie. There's a scene where Critter walks up to a E.T. doll and is like, who are oh, you? Yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I can't do the Critter's voices. <laughs> but it's not going to make sense with uh, no subtitles. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that yeah. that that's funny too. But um, a great it is a like the best part of the movie. I think it was hilarious. Yeah. So and that was a, that was a late addition too. Yeah. So there's D. Wallace, um, and then you get Scott Grimes and Billy Zane appears in here. Yeah. You forgot a big one. What? M. Emmett. Oh Walsh. yeah, yeah. M. Emmett. 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 Oh. From Blood Simple, for some reason, Blade Runner, Blade and Runner. the Jerk, yeah. Yeah. and the, for some reason he he does not reappear in the second one. It's, they talked about that. Notable. That's the only that. noted, like the only interesting thing they talked about in the commentary is why most of the cast didn't come back for the sequel. Yeah, and it's just one sentence: is they didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that I was it. it. Hey. Well, I mean, let's be honest: Critters was just a kind of marketable, like, hey, let's just put out this movie. And, uh, you know, this is around the time that Gremlins was popular, so they, I think they saw some marketability behind it. And plus, New Line wanted to expand away from Freddy as well. I mean, obviously, they're still going to keep doing Freddy movies, but they're like, hey, let's try some other stuff. And uh, this is, you know, Critters, when I think of Critters, I think of drive-ins. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of synonymous. Synonymous. We're not going to do it today. Synonymous? You know what? Podcast is canceled. Bye. Synonymous. <laughs> Synonymous. It's weird that whenever I first think of Critters, I think of the scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where <laughs> Raphael goes to the movies he's and, he, he and he saw critters. critters. Yeah, yeah. He leaves. Why did they come up with this stuff? stuff. <laughs> oh! <laughs> now he's and not he a cigarette around his neck. and <laughs> You got to know what a crooked is to understand cricket. <laughs> cricket. Uh, which is also New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so good. Which is why they were seeing it. Yes. 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 Uh, but New Line Cinema was a very independent company, so um, they took a chance on Critters, I think, with a $2 million budget. Mike, are you looking this up? Yep. Okay. $2 million, They made 13.2. So Yeah. That's so it did success. modest. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that is more of a success, especially more, than, more so than two. But it's a uh, it, it follows kind of the independent film print of like uh, or film blueprint I should say of let's contain it all in one location and it's all takes place in the farmhouse. If you've never seen Critters, um, you know, look, it's going to be hard to kind of sell you on it because it's a very basic story. It's basically um, aliens escape from space. Yep. Uh, bounty hunters on their trail. They turn into tumbleweeds. They turn into tumbleweeds. And they shoot darts. They land in Kansas, and they shoot darts from their back that usually lodge into someone's neck or spinal region. Yeah. 
And for the most part, I think Critters... Dad uh, really gets it in the spine. Yeah. He gets it right in mm-hmm. the fucking spine. I think Critters is pretty straightforward. It's not... I mean, there is some humor in it, but um, it's pretty straightforward. I, I, for the most part, it's a creature it's feature more so than uh, what Critters 2 is, which is like a Looney Tunes mm-hmm. cartoon. Um, but I really... I remember liking Critters 2 more so than Critters, but that's probably because... I grew up I grew watching up it. Watching yeah. Critters too. More. After marathoning them all, though, I I think the first one's the I best think, one. Yeah, I I don't know. I I still flip flop. It depends <laughs> what kind of mood you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is like I said, very straightforward. They're not very comical. They're straight to the point little creatures. Um, whereas two, there's a lot of gags. Is the best way to say mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the first one. Uh, quite a bit and. Billy Zane gets apparently he was very serious on set, which is kind of funny. They mention in the commentary that uh, took like, it very seriously. B- uh, Billy Zane, who went on to do Titanic, and uh, a lot of the excuse me, Demon Knight, yeah, and Demon Knight <laughs> first. Demon Knight came first, but also a lot of That's the how he got Titanic. the people that worked on the special effects in Critters would go on to do Titanic, right, right, and then Leonardo DiCaprio, who did three, would also oh appear. Oh my god. So James Cameron is a Critters fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, Add that in IMDb trivia. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's probably there. It's probably. Yeah, it's probably. There, I'm guys. sure it's in there. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, it's a I, fun movie. I think it's a fun movie. Um, there, there are definitely some scenes that I think they kind of wrote along as they filmed um, to kind of adapt certain things. We find out in the doc that. The subtitles that the so the critters speak like nothing. They're like, <laughs> yeah, and there's little subtitles. Somebody came up with the idea like we should have subtitles, and that and they basically put it in a test screening, uh, and not they took it out of petty cash or something. Didn't tell anybody. Said let's throw some optical subtitles on here, and it was that one scene where the, the two cr- the fuck the two crites wrecked on- the audience up. Yeah, and they were they loved. It. They were on the step, and they're like, they have guns. Who cares? And then one gets blown away. Mm-hmm. Fuck! <laughs> it's great. There's a similar scene in Critters too. Also, yes, yeah. yeah. We'll get to that though. But yeah, yeah I, I think there's a lot of fun in this movie. Um, Scott Grimes, I really dig. Don Opper, who is the kind of town idiot slash drunk. Yeah. Who, um, there's who one is scene. the link between all four movies? Yeah, he's in all four of them, guys. Mm-hmm. So is Terrence Mann, which is kind of surprising. Uh, once you find The makeup that they put history. on him, uh, he really does look just <laughs> yeah. like a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like I didn't really get that sense until... Um, he's like riding his bike and he sees the saucer and then he he's taking a drink. Mm-hmm. I never, I don't know, I never connected with like, oh, this is the town drunk. I just thought he was in the sequel. Slow. In the sequel, he's more of like a little kid, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He's a slow, innocent man. Mm-hmm. That that's what I always conveyed from the first watch, and then it kind of made the connection. Did they later. talk about in the doc? Um, was the movie cut? To get a PG thirteen, yes, yeah, I think yeah. it was originally written as pretty much an R, yeah, and and, then... and was filmed. Uh, Billy Zane's gut munching. They have some <laughs> footage of that in the doc. Yeah. Oh. That's like 
the, the thing's buried in his stomach. So, so actually, and he's he's open. I, I think so that was really, a struggle when filming because they were kind of shooting it as an R rating. Mm-hmm. But I think Bob Shea was like, "No, this should be PG thirteen." Mm-hmm. And so they I mean, they still it. shot it. It seemed like they still shot it for the R, and the MPAA gave them. A little bit of a hard time. There's so, no uh, way this thing is getting a PG-13 today. So, like the scene where it's... Billy Zane gets his fingers chomped off, mm-hmm. they cut. The, there's a jump cut in there. Oh. And whereas it, you should have saw the whole effect. They made the effect and everything. So, I mean, it's still pretty strong. Yeah, for a I PG-13. don't think this gets PG-13 today. Yeah. No, pretty no, especially yeah. two, which yeah. again we'll get into. But um, inflato press. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Critters One is pretty solid. I actually watched it early last year, and then again recently. So um, I dug it. It looks beautiful. Yep. Two, two so, thumbs up from Cisco. Yeah, which is kind of surprising <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who bought them. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Critters. Uh, I highly recommend Critters quite a bit. And then. Um, what eighty eight was critters two, so uh, two years after yeah eighty eight yeah the main course the main course. course yeah and you'll notice Josh that the I new s- batch I switched the cover on that critters two I, the yeah. new batch I switched the cover on all of them because well I didn't switch in on critters or critters three I haven't done uh, no that those don't have reversibles what yeah they do. three and four don't yeah they do uh, four doesn't four what? does. It is different, I assure you. Uh, uh, Mine does not. Really? Oh, you got that Wolfman like I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scream Factory fucks up again. Well, fucked up on the mic. fuck is this? It's a little different. No way. That uh, That's not... Mine doesn't have that. We'll oh, send boy. them an email. <laughs> Scream Factory, we were about to sing your praises, and you done fucked up. Sorry. Mike's upset. Which I finally got my creature replacement disc after fucking oh, so six months. Did it come through FedEx? As yeah, well? yeah, and that was weird, annoying huh? too. Yeah, it was. So uh, Critters Two, um, this one had double the budget of the first one, uh, and they double talk about the budget, double your fun. <laughs> they talk and about it doesn't it. make as much. No, as but they no. talk about something interesting, and I don't know if it was like I didn't really get to fact check it because I think they're a little wrong on it. Because what I remember is Critters 1 comes out through RCA Columbia Home Video. So it was Critters 2. Mm-hmm. But somebody said that Media Home Video had a stake in Critters. And they said, yeah, we'll put some money towards Critters 2. <laughs> so I'm confused on that. Interesting. Because I know there are definitely some New Line films that did pop up on Media, but... uh. I don't know. I'm just confused on it. Uh, that's something I would. If anybody knows that's listening, let me know because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, why this ha- did this movie fail? I don't know. It came um, out pretty soon. This is after the, the one first that movie. I remember as a kid. Yeah. Now this is yeah. probably the one that played more on, you know, on TV when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure I saw it a few times that way and. It wasn't until I was older. It was like, whoa, there are tits in this? I <laughs> saw... So, funny story. Um, my deceased grandmother, um, she was... My mom and dad, like, they were cool with me watching horror. They liked horror as well. But there were some movies that... And, well, I guess they didn't feel... They felt guilty if I went to go see it 
They didn't want to take see me. Or uh, hold on, they didn't want to take oh, me boy, to guys. see. You really can't talk to horror me. movies in the theater. I think, mm-hmm. even though Critters Two is PG thirteen, uh, they didn't want to take me. So my grandma did. So like this and Freddy's Dead, I remember specifically. PG thirteen, Freddy's Dead. Yeah, uh, that was not <laughs> PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> so Critters Two, I remember seeing in the theater, and it was a lot of fun. And my grandma and I, you know, my grandma's like, yeah, this shitty but whatever <laughs> it mm-hmm. brought it brought little Andy joy um my story is kind of similar oh sort of my uh how i first saw critters 2 yeah. was actually on easter which is just complete coincidence because the movie takes place on easter i think it's one of the very few if not the only horror movie that takes place on easter yeah i can't think of any other um, but my grandma on Easter gave me a VHS <laughs> of, Critters, of two. Critters 2 nice. and I watched it that day which happened to fall on Easter wow, so that's how I never and never forgot how I was introduced to the movie so I'm going to say something really lame but <laughs> um, when I was a kid so if you look at the uh, listeners if you look at the Critters or Critters 2 poster art you'll notice that there's a blue glow illuminating in the background which in real life is really light pollution for the most part right (laughs) correct uh i remember specifically there was a road trip that my mom and dad took and i was laying in the back and i was sleeping i was really groggy and sleeping and i remember waking up and it was like we were in the middle of nowhere there was fields cornfields and just highway that's all there was to it but there was a high tree line and a Behind that high tree line, I saw the light blue, which, again, light pollution. But as a kid, I was like, oh, fuck, the critters are over there. (laughs) Coming. I was worried. I was very worried. I'm like, we got to get out of here. The ball is back. I was uh, was trying to tell my mom and dad to speed up because I think we could outrun them. (laughs) It always bothers me on that poster that it looks like the critter that's dead center and that ball looks like it's wearing yeah. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is like, and the reason why I turned it around, so I turned it around That's with the bad uh, vision. <laughs> it's fine. It's a completely normal. I thing. turned it around to the critters ball versus what's essentially the critters one poster with, <laughs> with a, two. a two. He's holding yeah. the number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty awful. <laughs> so, and that was a theatrical poster. Yeah, that was that a was, theatrical poster. No wonder nobody saw that. It was like, oh, I've seen that one already. <laughs> right. Oh, right. He's That's holding the, the two. What's, yeah. that, what's that about? You know, maybe they saw Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and they're like, I'm not falling for this shit. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's just going to be the same thing, half of the movie. But yeah, so this one's directed by Mick Garris, who's gone on to work with Stephen King on, um, I'm just going to say it, subpar television a adaptations. A lot of bad things. But I love yeah. Mick Garris as a person. I think he's a great guy. Uh, he was a great documentary. Uh, I mean, he still is, I guess, technically a great documentarian. He's produced some really great he's, stuff. Yeah, he's produced some good stuff. Um, he's, and I think he's a pretty good screenwriter, but when you look at his directorial efforts, oh, you're man. just like, ugh. Kind of missed it, you know. Sleepwalkers. Langoliers? I Was started Langoliers I started his? watching The Stand the other day, and I'm like, you know, I remember this being a lot better, but it ain't. No. Uh, so I am excited to see Josh Boone do The Stand. Um, Hell yeah. But again, we're getting off topic. Anyway. Hulu! So, um, I forget. Got that Hulu money. Do you remember how Mick Garris got this job? I think, so David Twoey, um wrote the script for it, and I know Mick 
Garris did some touch-ups. And David Tui, for you that don't remember, he was behind Below and Pitch Black and a couple of other things. Um, but I can't, Arrival. Yeah, I can't remember how Mick the arrival. got Sorry, not this arrival. job. Fuck, I forget. <laughs> but anyway, um, this one takes place in Grover's Bend, which, again, is the same town that is critters but you don't really get into the town aspect in critters little bradley brown is back i do like that scott grimes is the only cast member from part one to come back for part two except Uh, for don upper oh yeah yeah yeah. lynn shay and lynn shay that's right sorry and uh forgot the vip who's the other bounty hunter what do you mean the other the, well, the he doesn't come back. Lee? He doesn't come back in the second. No, one, Terrence. No. So Terrence, Terrence Mann, Don Opper, Don Opper. Lynn Shay, and Scott Grimes. There's mm-hmm. four people. Okay, so yeah, you're obliterating what I said. Well, mm-hmm. gotcha. Four people came back from Critters, but not M. Emmett Walsh, who Was his character one. does come back but, in the second one. Yeah, but is uh, played Three? by somebody yes. else. I can't remember a character actor uh, from Barry Texas. Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who? You know, does kind of look like a Emmett Walsh and some. He things. looks like an Emmett type. Yeah, like if I guess you're that's saying, I want to hire an Emmett type. Yeah, mm. I guess maybe that's it. Um, but like, is Barry Corbin available? Yeah, so this one had twice the budget, <laughs> and I think that helped the Kietos to kind of use their imagination on like more set pieces, which is. The most memorable thing about Critters 2, I think, is the Critters Ball, where they all form Turn into together. this huge right. fucking 10-foot ball and, like, roll over people and skin them alive, basically. Anybody notice that the Critters are seen a lot more in this one compared to the, the... In the first However, movie, they're only shown in the dark. Yeah, and... Now they got a whole $2 million to spend on these things now. So, <laughs> here's the thing that I get a little confused, because at the end of Critters 1... We see a huge critter. Oh, do we ever yeah. really see that huge critter? But we never I mean, see we, him again. We sure yeah. don't. No. So here's my question is, do they start off little and the more they eat, they grow? I think that's well, what it is. Did, I think did they talk it about it in the dock at all, uh, the big critter? In no, the first one? Not really. They, not they, really. I, so, I don't think they ever actually okay. had a full big critter. I, I, in, I think they just okay, had so parts. In the commentary. Because you never see the full thing. No, you see it. I mean, and there's it's there's promo shoots with it. Out of focus, you see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's promo shoots with it. In, like, the whole costume. There was a dude in a costume. They, so, I guess it just didn't look good in the shots that they've got, because you never it, really see it. I mean, it didn't it. look great in the promo <laughs> image. Well, the no. In the commentary for the first movie, they talked about how <laughs> Robert Shea wanted a big critter. Right. He wanted right. them to grow bigger. Right. And the filmmakers are like, No. And of course, Robert Shea won the argument. Well, yeah, so they kind of the just producer. they just put in some some stuff with with a bigger critter in it. Yeah, and that was also why there's two endings to the movie. Yeah. So, it, oh, yeah. That's the, the one thing movie. we didn't talk about in the first one. So the first one, the house blows up because the critters are just being assholes. They're being dicks. <laughs> I, and that's what I love about yeah. the critters is that they actually have some personality. Uh, behind them, they're like, fuck it. If we're leaving, <laughs> blow up their house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they do. The ultimate fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the original ending is like, well, the family's it's out of a, a house. Uh, yep. Fuck off. <laughs> yep. See you later. 
But the final yeah. ending and the theatrical ending, the house rebuilds itself Self. by using the, the communicator, which yeah. I guess has this built-in feature mm-hmm. where it can undo all the damage. Where it can rewind footage. Yeah. <laughs> the Superman ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. I'm you know, fine it, with it. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's harmless. Anyway. It, it, there are some really long shots. It's like, see, look at how magical this looks in reverse. I thought, I mean, like, I thought yeah. the house rebuilding some of it sequence looks is good. Neat. Yeah, some of it looks pretty neat, the but guy, it just goes on and on. And the on. guy who, like, I get it. Who, get, who did the reverse shots in Christine to do. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the second We're one the is specialists that did reverse. <laughs> uh, the second one has Bradley Brown returning to Grover's Bend and uh, to visit his nana, which would have probably been uh, D. Wallace's, you know, his mom. Mm-hmm. But I guess uh, we sure since, didn't see her in the first since one. Since D. Wallace didn't want to come back, uh, we got Nana instead, who is a health nut. Yeah. Says, "Don't eat meat. meat, red meat." Yeah, Are you eating red meat? <laughs> oh man. no 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 <laughs> um but yeah scott grimes is pretty good in this i i dig him and then uh the i don't know i don't want to call her the love interest but the she is i had I a huge crush on her as i a did kid. too yeah she's pretty funny in the documentary too or, yeah she is um <laughs> you can tell that like some of the crew members did not like her <laughs> really <laughs> yeah they I think they Don talk Opper, about it. I think Don Opper says like she was kind of difficult, not serious, and she she fesses up to it. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it was a job, and I had fun doing it. Um, hmm. I thought she was really good in it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, you know, kind of tomboyish. Yeah. So that's why it's. I, I don't want to say. I mean, she is kind of love interest, but it's kind of like this innocent. Scott Grimes is going through puberty sort yeah. of thing <laughs> yeah. because he uh, he's like, oh, you're like Jimmy Olsen with press. It's like, okay, that was weird, Scott. Yeah. Oh, man, buddy. <laughs> Brings what back so doing? many. <laughs> or Brad, I'm sorry. I should call him by his character's name, doing? Bradley Brown. Yeah. It, it did remind me of just my awkward high school years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, so the one thing is, yeah, Critters 2 is PG-13, but there is nudity in it. Mm-hmm. and uh, This like, might be the first movie I ever saw that had boobs in it. Oh shit. Mm. This is the one that popped Josh's cherry. Um <laughs> No, that would be Carrie Fisher in Return of the Jedi. Oh. And then Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. That's not nudity. It well, it's close well. En- close enough. <laughs> Anywho. Um so yeah. Whatever gives me a boner. <laughs> Josh Lightfoot. Josh's first boner. <laughs> 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 that will okay. be our next podcast episode. <laughs> Guys, when was your first boner? Oh, God. Gonna, this is getting I'm really gross. I'm going to make a segment bumper yeah. for that. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Josh's first boner. Can I cut all this? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. So this, uh, this was pretty funny, though, because like um, they actually... So the actress that... Unfortunately, the actress died maybe a couple years later after a car accident. Yeah, um, I remember looking that up. She was a Playboy playmate. But, well, that was the funny thing is, like, apparently she uh, took pictures with Playboy photographers, had an actual photo shoot, but they didn't use most of them, but they used some of them or something, and she wasn't on the cover of any Playboys, so she wasn't right. a playmate per se, but she made an appearance, I think, in Playboy. 
and uh, what they were, what the filmmakers were able to do was gain access to all those photos, and also get permission from Playboy to use it. And like, hey, we're going to use this as a plot device where you know we have these bounty hunters that they have to take human shape once they're on Earth. She's gonna. The bounty hunter's gonna see the Playboy and turn into a Playboy, and I guess Hugh Hef was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, do that." You bet. Whatever gives um, me a boner, and that that is, uh, you know, whatever half million of the budget went to him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I thought that was done. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's hilarious it <laughs> because really is. the. What I really liked about it is, yeah, so her breasts kind of inflate out because she's creating the breasts and then her butt firms up into a female butt. Yeah. But but yeah. what I really liked about yeah. it is that they have the staple below the breasts. Yes. Yeah. And it's she... because, like, when she saw the thing, like, the staple's right below the, the, the breasts of the woman in the picture. I always remembered on the VHS, since it's in full screen, you can oh, see yeah. more on the top and the bottom that yeah. you could totally see the nipples oh, a lot better oh, when she plucks out that. Josh, st- you're revealing how hey. much uh, adjusting of your tracking you did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so she she plucks out the staple. Oh, you can see more nudity in that shot. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. This is hope, getting really hope awkward. That, yeah. Oh my! <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Just start hey, here now. Mean, oh my god! Oh. Anyway, that's not going to pick up anyway. No. <laughs> well, not too many PG thirteen movies had. No, and and these were nicer times back in the eighties yeah. when you could have all these nice things. But some PG hey, get, movies yeah, in the eighties had new airplane. Yeah. A little bit in Jaws. Well, that's what's funny yeah. when you look back at. Like exploitation trailers, like this was rated GP, and it's like a fucking <laughs> X rating movie or something. Yeah. Well, it's not X; it's really R or something, but it's got nudity and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Anywho, so this is uh, basically this is what I call like a um, I'm going to use the word again, Bizarro Joe Dante film mm-hmm. because uh, it does feel like a Looney Tunes cartoon at times, uh, especially yeah. the Hungry Heifer sequence. Uh, which is basically <laughs> yeah. the bounty hunters come into a fast food restaurant and they're all chowing down. And it's like, oh man, this feels really familiar. <laughs> and um, once the bounty hunters, like their guns kind of extrude and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that moment where they... <laughs> and what What's really funny is like Ugg, who's played by Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. who uh, I think this is really the only movie series he was in. I'd have to look it up, but well, he, he was really big in the Broadway. Like yeah. he was a fucking he was star a, on a, Broadway. He is a theater actor. Yeah, but he looks like a rock and roll star. But, but he came for all of them. He mm-hmm. came. He did. He stars in all of them. Well, well, three. He and didn't four, let really. horror consume his life. Yeah, no. yeah. But um, I do love that scene because Ugg's like, nope, this is what we need to do. But the other one, uh, Lee, she, she's like, what's an extrude? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's time to fucking go. <laughs> yep. And uh, then the Kreitz understand, like, oh, shit, we're about to get blown away. And they're like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> Which they actually yeah. speak they do. this yeah. time. It, but there are subtitles in There's it. There's a cool sub, the funny subtitle moment where the Kreitz gets the top of his oh, uh, yeah. his wig blown off. Bitch, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's a lot of fun, and um, it's it's definitely I can see why I enjoyed it more as a kid, for yes, sure, because yeah, it is yes. it is slapstick, it is uh, childish. Yeah, there's the Easter Bunny attack scene that I think is really bad. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. Though. Yeah, the, it's, what's, it's kind of amusing. that shot's a little confusing. It's like they, they are they munching on his junk or yeah, they, what's they, going yeah. on here? They're like juggling his balls or, or yeah. something. Well, yeah. Whatever Mick- gets me a boner. <laughs> and then he screams like bloody murder. Well, Mick, yeah. Mick Wh- says in the doc like that they were chewing on his balls, but what's conveyed on screen is they just basically he he went to go take a piss and he was having troubles and he like zipped it up. Well, he zipped it open because it's a suit. It's a bunny suit, mm. right? And it, you can zip it op- open from the bottom as opposed to going from top to bottom. Why am I explaining zippers? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Do you guys know how to zipper there works? Were, there was an <laughs> opening, and the critters got in there, like three or four. Three yep. or four critters, and they're moving all around his body, but yeah, I guess they're just eating him. Mm-mm. Even though when he jumps- It's like the, the scene in Braveheart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he jumps yeah. in the church, through the church You're window, he's, really he's sure still kind of intact, but, yeah. but he has like weird- It almost looked like bullet holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they I, did. I'm a little confused by that, but- I don't know. Whatever. Maybe mm. they couldn't just get as gruesome as they wanted because they still had to do the PG-13. Boobs? Okay. Yeah. Blood? Mm. Nah. Which is fine. That's how it should be. And somewhere in the 90s, we perverted that. And yeah. We yeah. Now now it's cool for mm. all the violence, but no titties. Mm. Moving along. <sighs> anyway. We um, almost got a Freddy Critters crossover. Oh, yeah. So There's that yeah. cool scene. Where Lee sees a Freddy Krueger standee, yep. which I'm assuming is for th- three or four. Or it's for I think it's for two. No, no, you know what? It has to be for three. It's an '88, so yeah. it's, it's it came out three, three. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's funny because like Lee starts getting ready to change mm-hmm. and does her little shake or whatever, and um, uh, whoa, oh my God, what is the character's name? It's it's the. Uh... I'm sorry. What is Don Opper's name? What is Charlie? Charlie. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So Charlie <laughs> comes over and looks as Lee is trying to change, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." But mm-hmm. yeah, there's no like pan over, or Lee's not in the shot, so we can't see. How cool! I don't know why that they didn't do it. To be How honest, cool they own both would it be franchises. if we had gotten that cameo? Yeah, that, that would have been, been so cool. But yep. you know, they they. You know, I wanted him to change, even if it was just for like three seconds. Right, right. Yeah. Um, there is something interesting when Lee does get ambushed by the critters down that hallway or mm-hmm. that alleyway. That um, Terrence Mann, Ugg, uh, his character, he turns back into a nothing face, mm-hmm. which I think it was this watch that I realized, oh, the band Nothing Face probably got it from Critters movies. Hey, how about that? How about uh, that? Sure. Um. But there's a scene where, like, basically what they did was they used the blank nothing face and then projected images of, like, him as Ugg, him as, mm. like, this bloody kind of skeleton with muscles. Yeah, it was just cool. kind of, it, it was, was interesting. Cool, cool you know, I mean, you could see the stitches and you know how it's done, but it's, like, that's pretty creative. It reminded me of the, the ending of uh, <laughs> Combat Shack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah all those images are being projected on yeah, his face. Yeah, I mean, it very MTV ish. It's a very 
quick and dirty way to do it, right? You mm-hmm. don't have to do, like, you don't need to overthink it and do a stop oh, motion oh, sorry. thing or sorry. anything. Combat shot. Combat shot. Combat shot. <laughs> uh, so, wow, that's a lot of echo. Um, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really dig this. And obviously, like, once uh, once we get the critter's ball, mm-hmm. that's where it's, it's like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and. The scheme that they had, so they used like hamburgers and just meat, which were all real because it was cheaper mm-hmm. to use all real buns and hamburger meat and oh. just ground beef mm. than make fake. You're stuff. making Mike hungry. That no, well, it was supposed no. to be one night shoot, and oh. it ended up and being three days. Being, oh lord! <laughs> and that meat was real. Yep, so it was rotted, and people oh, yeah. were like, it's hor." They shot it in, like, one of the coldest w- winters in California. And you can tell, just yeah. looking. Yeah. You can see the, the breath. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You can tell. Um, so I'm like, man, that that's... A-. So I guess it wasn't, like, hot rotting meat. Mm-hmm. That's a no, benefit. No, but, but it was bad I, enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the sun came out and... Yeah, they they said it baking. wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> no, oh, that, but yeah, if I um, and they also said when they exploded that polar iceberger joint, that was only a third of what they expected because what happened is once the first explosion went off, it like blew away the triggers for the rest of it. So it was supposed to be this huge explosion to mm-hmm. kind of like, I guess, overdo and top the house explosion in the first one. But it didn't happen. I don't know how you can top that. That's, <laughs> that's a, that and like Phantasm Two are always the the house explosions I'll always remember. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I love Critters Two. Um, I don't know, but you're right though. Like after rewatching it again, Critters One, I'm like, oh, I think the first. I one's think Critters One better. is more efficient. Yeah, and it holds up better. And but uh, Critters Two is just fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun. it's. I think it would make a good Saturday morning or Easter Sunday Easter. morning. Easter. Watch it on uh, Easter. Film. So, yeah. Who was the nerdy guy who works Eddie at the- Eddie Deason. Yeah. He mm-hmm. he plays so the he know-it-all was, in the Polar Express, right. which I, I know him. But he's about. also, he was like, he had like a little, uh, what would you call it? Kind of like a little popularity wave in the 80s. Kind of like Emo to... Phillips in UHF. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what movie it was, but like I know that uh, Mick Garris kind of said, hey, we need him in our movie. And uh, Is he in the see. documentary? No. no that's that's, in, that's too not. bad. Uh, let's see what he was really made popular for. He was I in know. Greece. What? He was in Greece? Grease, Grease 2, I Want to Hold Your Hand. That's what McGarris saw and was like, oh, put that guy in it. But there was a weird moment where like- I know he does a lot of voice acting. Yeah, and there was- And he has a very recognizable Holy voice. Holy shit, I forgot he was in Laser Blast playing a bully. <laughs> um, He's a bully? Yes, yes. Uh, but 1941 was another one. He was in Rock and Roll High School. Meatballs. I think Meatballs was the one that kind of oh, yeah. jumped him up. He was also in War Games and Zapped. Remember that Scott Bale movie? <laughs> um, so, yeah, but there was something. I want to say, like, there was some sort of, like, MTV. I don't know. I just remember something where, like, you just saw his face and you associated that with a geek or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um 
But yeah, uh, he, he yeah. looks like he's he, pretty he, funny in this. You could see him and think, oh, he was on S. He was on uh, Save by the Bell. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was one of their stock geeks. Yeah. So yeah, Critters Two is a lot of fun. Um, I think it's a good follow up to Critters One. Uh, you know, they had obviously more money to kind of play around. So, but it didn't make. But no, yeah, and it I, I'm not very hard. I'm not sure how they. Uh, That's obviously to why make two more. But well, they went direct to video. Yeah. Right? So so we'll get into that here in a moment. But uh, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey, little buddies, come gather round. This here's the very best eating in town. A hungry heifer's a place to be. A lip licking good, you can take it from me. Try a bowl of burgers, some buffalo chips. Wash it all down with a loose shake. You pat your tummy and smack your lips. Suck for hours on your fingertips. At the Hungry Heifer, we won't give you a bum steer. And don't you forget, all of your friendly Hungry Heifer restaurants throughout the Midwest are open on Easter Sunday. So after church, why don't you and your family stop in for a creamy moose shake or some crispy buffalo chips? And we'd like to invite you and your family to visit our factory right off of Highway 54, just outside of Grover's Bend. We'd love to see you. Moo. At the Hungry Heifer, we won't give you a bum steer. Hungry Heifer is now hiring, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um... We really are glad to have our first sponsor. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. No, I didn't either. Really didn't. Thank you to Hungry Heifer for sponsoring this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Critters 3 and 4 shot back to back uh, because they thought it would be more cost efficient to essentially have the same crew shoot two films. Mind you, the budget for these two films was two million, so it was exactly what Critters One was. A million, so a million a piece. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Kyoto Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Get two million on the first try, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna double our budget." Fuck, it's cutting like fourth. You know what this uh, <laughs> reminds me of, which is bit. why those critters don't look great on the. Third this reminds episode. me a little bit of a series called Wishmaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the way I uh, not that bad. Well. I watched a little bit of they the... They didn't film in Canada, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the filmmaking or the documentary, and essentially what happened was New Line had no interest to make three and four at all. I'm sure. And, and, it... At this point, they were bought by Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was an AOL Time Warner company. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they had no interest in it. But then somebody said, well, we could film three and four back to back for essentially a budget of one movie. Mm-hmm. And somebody at New Line was like, you know what, that's a great idea. Here's the money. We'll put them out direct to the video, which I think actually Critters 3 may have gotten some weird theatrical release. In I'm America? Trying... Yeah, huh. I want to say it was maybe just New York because it takes uh, place in New York, but I could uh, be wrong on that. Because imagine the posters. Yeah. That they, uh, one of, well, at least the video cover shows New York City in the background. Right, right. Which it could be any fucking city because they definitely do not uh, show any New York stuff. <laughs> um, no, so, no, you have no idea that in New York. So let's talk about part <laughs> three. Why, why, yeah. So uh, I'll be honest with you. When I, you know, I've seen Critters one through three before back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
never saw four because I just, you know, three, three was pretty bad. And I was like, ah, four can't be any better. Although three is bad. It was strangely the one that I watched either the most or at least as, as many times as two. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, this one is directed by Christine Peterson. If you don't know who Christine Peterson is, she did a lot of, uh, well, I mean, she did some direct-to-video stuff like body chemistry. Not a good movie. Um, She also did Kickboxer 5. (laughs) Deadly Dreams. That's probably one you might know. Uh, It's the one with the wolf on the cover and the shotgun. Mm. I bet you if I show you the VHS (laughs) cover, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. But that was made in 88. What's that one called? Deadly Dreams. Deadly Dreams. Okay. I guarantee you've seen the cover. But one. she did do a uh, second unit. She was mainly a second unit director uh, for most of her career. Uh, Exterminator 2. Not a good movie. No. Uh, Shopping Mall. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Uh, Reform School Girls. <laughs> I don't know that one. Bill and Ted's Excellent no, Adventure. No. Oh, so I there's think the I've heard of that one. Yeah, there's the Critters tie-in. And Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. I don't know that one. Nope. Never heard of that Never one. heard of that one. And Tremors was her last credit. Not from um, Or no, it wasn't her last credit, but last credit is a second unit. What has she done recently? Uh, not much. What have you done <laughs> for me lately? Uh, her last <laughs> film, I think, was Slaves to the Underground in 1997. Uh-huh. So she gave up on Hollywood. Uh, that's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> Because once you see three... Oh, she did body chemistry, baby. I told you that. Body chemistry. God damn it. Yeah. I was listening, Andy. I How know, many sequels to body chemistry were there? Not as many as... Uh... No, so like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 90, 97 was her last one, but anyway. Um, uh, maybe she... No, Is she yeah. on the documentary? No. Uh, no. no. Really? No. You guys made it sound like something really what? bad happened. No. No, she's dead. Neither oh, okay. is... No, she's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Neither don't is know Leonardo. Oh. Leonardo does not make an appearance either. Sorry. Shocking. No, they didn't even have like some old stock footage they could use of him. You know? No, they've, they've been really cautious about that because there, there's no uh, footage of uh, Matthew McConaughey or Renee Zilliger on the oh, well, uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. That means that they don't want a lawsuit because mm-hmm. they've already threatened them. So anyway, yeah. oh, uh, critters three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's can we talk about how shitty this fucking dad is? <laughs> yeah, he man. is a dick. He's it starts bad. off really bad for him. He uh, gets a blowout as the children are coming back from. I'm assuming the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. because that's the those are the hats they're wearing. Mm-hmm. He gets a blowout and he's like, "Well, let's just ride this out until we could." safely pull over into a populated area as opposed to the the fucking shoulder. And when that blowout happens, he's like, oh, we're just going to ride this out. You see a sign that says rest area, half a mile. So he rides this fucking thing for over a half mile to the rest area. Not a good Not really good, Dad. Mall. Way to go. I know Mom left, or, well, Mom died. Guess that really fucked him up. Couldn't think on his own. So, uh, so he's a very who gives a shit character. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. I mean, there's there's a couple of things later on, like when the TV is out. Yep. 
And he's like, can you get me your battery-powered TV yeah. so I can watch my I bowling? Like, <laughs> I, admittedly, when I watched this again, I was like, this guy is my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I think everybody knows about Critters 3 because Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. Um, His almost... Very first movie, isn't yeah. it? Uh, mm, I I, yeah, I think I think it's his first movie. Yeah. He was on know. Growing Pains, but yeah, oh, okay. I, I don't know, man. I always get confused because they never say introducing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But how can you be introducing if he's already been on TV show? I always remember they re-released the VHS after the success of oh, Titanic. Yeah, with him in the corner oh yeah, that with with his face and his name plastered. All over it. They mentioned that on the uh, documentary. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta watch all these documentaries. Yeah, well, that's why you bought the set, right, that's Josh? One of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I bought them for the movies. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so the critter tearing through New York City on the poster is about the closest to New York City you're gonna get in this <laughs> yep. movie. So they stop at the rest area, and uh, basically the kids go wander off, and they find fucking Charlie in the middle of the woods doing God knows what. Charlie, what the fuck? I don't know, man. He he went from like being the town drunk. drunk? To, to a, being a bounty hunter, to a child, to saying, "Hey, I'm going to stay on Earth and yeah. be the new sheriff of Sh- Grover's Bend," and, and now he's out of children. Fucking, yeah, now he's yeah, out in the fucking woods, dude. Your kids are not letting you. <laughs> your parents. And just in case you didn't watch Critters one and two out of this box set or had never seen it, and you said, "You know what? I'm going to start with Critters three, you were treated to a five minute flashback. Culminating all the things that happened previously on Critters. Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes, which is a cool little montage. It yeah, is. It is. Sure. What What's funny though? If is I hadn't like, just watched the other movies, yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, I know, I got this. I think they edited together all the cool bits. Well, that's the funny yeah. part is when they show some of the Critters footage. I'm like, I think this is like the actual trailer cut. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Because and it's, it's always a mistake to show me a better movie in a movie that I'm watching. Right, it's right. It's like, well, I'd rather be watching that. It's like, well, I know where this is heading. Yeah. And then we get, um, so we that's when we're introduced to little Leo. Yeah. Who, who was almost Carrie Elwes. Oh. We turned it down. Really? Yeah. Wait a minute. What? No way. No. Wait, no, 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 no. According to no. Wikipedia. That can't be that's right. That's wrong. Carrie Elwes on the commentary for Saw says he passed on the role of Josh. No way. No. He he was in The Princess Bride. Right. <laughs> it came out in 87. Well, I, I think I Wikipedia is wrong guess on this one. I could be. I guess the character was maybe older and in it. That doesn't make oh, any fuck, sense. Oh, fuck. I forgot Leo was in Poison Ivy. Yeah. Holy shit. He's so, in Poison Ivy? So yes. does this mean that Scarlett Johansson passed on Coming the role, too? Coming soon from Shout Factory as well, by the way. Yeah. Oh, is what? It, is it really? Uh, it's, uh, does, does that mean that Scarlett Johansson passed on the role of Josh, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, anyway. Also, so, uh, so yeah, at the rest area, what happens is... Um, no, the there, character wasn't Asian. There, yeah. <laughs> There's a, That's what I was getting at. So here's the confusing part. Christine, you just got some explaining to do. So they show POV shots from what we assume is a crite out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yet. How can it see if it's rolling? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing is it, it, I guess it attached itself to the car when it left the rest area. But mm-hmm. maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Taking a hitch well, like De Niro. Yeah. yeah, but hold on. Maybe <laughs> the, I'm wrong. Uh, the which is funny. I just watched story. that recently. Yeah. Cape Fear. I know. Um <laughs> I thought there was an egg. Like, wasn't there an egg there's, shell? There's eggs underneath. It, it, okay, so a crate 
gets underneath the truck and lays its eggs. Yeah, okay. And then, because there's that shot a little later where the, the eggs are hatching underneath the truck. Got it. Okay, okay. That And then they <laughs> go into uh, the basement of the... Well, hold on. They, I mean, this... So this dad is not just a shitty dad. He's also a shitty driver, too. So he comes in hot mm-hmm. when he's, like, coming to his apartment building. And I guess he's dead set on getting that spot that he's like, no brakes! No, no brakes! He's like, but I feel like it's totally okay not to just keep driving. I'm just going to slam into your truck. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I, that, when I watched that, I was like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, this truck will break our fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is not WWE. And then you get the most stereotypical New York uh, slumlord who is like a punk. I was totally confused by his character. He reminds me of Sean Penn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it looks, it's but he's exactly got such like a it. thick New York accent that, like, I'm pretty positive he is not from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Oh, just one more to go." I can't do a good New York accent. I'm sorry. Hey, hey. he sounds like <laughs> I love my look. Something yeah, like yeah. It, it's like it's a character of New York. Uh, I love my work. <laughs> I See, love I my work. There we go. That, that's I love better. my work. I can't even do it. Um, but, my wife. <laughs> but we find out that um, I'm sorry. I don't know the convenience of meeting Leonardo DiCaprio and his evil stepfather, who has this kind of John Waters mustache going. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they they were at the rest area conveniently, uh, and also it turns out that dude is like the master slumlord of this building, mm-hmm. and is going there and he's trying to get this fucking punk to like throw out everybody, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out, and eventually that asshole gets eaten by um, a crate. But uh, the <laughs> stepdad, along with Leo, little Leo, uh, go to the building and. Basically, he's like, if you want something done, you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, Leo is playing Game Boy. Yeah, fuck yeah, Tetris, I think. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. Tetris. That was me, man. Mm-hmm. I was a little Leo. Yep. There's a little Leo in all of us. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my We're all Kate Winslet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Charlie in the third movie. Yep. Uh, so anyway, he's the Br- children. Yeah. He's the Brian Singer of Critters Three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he does like little boys. <laughs> so the crates get down in the basement. One of them hides under some uh, laundry, some undergarments that apparently, like, the guy makes fat jokes to this one lady, but ends mm. up that he needs to keep like her panties or a bra or something. He's like, I love my job or it's her, her, it Ugh. was her bra. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <Her bra>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at accents. Except for well, the, yeah, it just, I love my wake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible. Yep. So yeah, what, what essentially happens is a fucking siege film, um, poorly planned. You get uh female, um, kind of like I guess, almost like a Ripley character, sort of, is what I got from her. Yeah, no, like, I, she I works for that. the phone company, mm-hmm. but she's got her tool belt on, and she's gonna take charge and like figure it all out, and try to get uh the the tenants to safety and out of the building, away from the crites. Um, yeah, 
This movie is pretty poor. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why we're not getting too much into the plot. It's pretty bad. Yeah, there's there's not much to it. Um, it's just critters in an apartment. Critters complex. in an apartment complex. We don't have a lot of money here. Uh, we've spent all our money on these puppets. I mean, I do like that the critters are in the dark a lot more, but that might be yeah. to hide how crappy they look. Well, you know what's funny? I I kind of thought like you saw a lot more close up shots of the. Of the critters, especially when three. they're in the apartment, in their uh, the apartment eating, eating everything. Eating yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that one of the screaming with the little, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the little that yeah, that was something the director really wanted was to go inside of their mouth. So, well accomplished. Blackie's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> yeah. name, unfortunately names. named. But you know what's funny? They is, don't know. They like, don't understand. Um, all the the, the crates eating everything, and then the one like drinking the dish soap. Soap. Yeah, that was a that was a long sequence. It was. It, they were trying to do like top gremlins. It felt like. I think what it really was. Again, keep in mind. Critters three and four were filmed together. Mm-hmm. Four is actually the longer film by ninety minutes, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, three it's, is it's three hours long. I think it feels like three it's is, a longer by ninety minutes. Yeah. I think Critters three is like eighty two or eighty six minutes. And keep in mind, we have that five minute sequence flashback sequence. Uh, Critters three is upstairs, so I can't believe four is only eighty seven minutes. It says. Oh, just, I thought it was. It longer. feels like I thought it was like. It feels yeah, like it's feel fucking three. Every minute of oh, well, you do. But yeah, um, I think what happened is they didn't focus too much on three because there seems to be a lot of padding in that sequence in general. Like <laughs> we're gonna shoot some coverage of these gremlin or gremlins. Whoops, critters! Don't <laughs> see Munchies me. of these hobgoblins. <laughs> These critters eating everything, and like once they started getting down to the final cut, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're just gonna use all the footage that we shot." <laughs> but um, yeah, Critters Three, yeah, yeah. But it can only get better with yeah. Critters Four. So here's the funny part: in Critters Three, is that Charlie um comes back in into the game because he gives one of the kids. The uh, communicator, which is a like, like it's a fourth s- generation dupe copy that you could buy at the antique mall, maybe. It's a, a, a like it a, does not look as good as no, <laughs> no, first or second. No, one. he says that you know when that thing turns green, yeah, that's oh, when you have yeah, to yeah, watch the crystal out. or whatever, the crystal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he comes back and you know he helps them out, and then he goes back into the basement. So there's a fire that happens, and the fire department comes, and everybody's outside. But Charlie goes back in to make sure that all the crates are dead. And what we're what we're pre- what we're given is a credit sequence that is probably one of the most annoying credit sequences because like <laughs> yeah. it's essentially Charlie going through the to the basement and like he points the gun at the camera and then it's and freeze, frames freeze frames and shows you the credits, the credits. and then the credits disappear and it continues mm-hmm. on and I'm like motherfucker this is really annoying oh boy yeah. so i ended up fast forwarding through some of that yeah, and then, marvel made some improvements on those yes. post credit scenes <laughs> and then we find out that um ug is presented through a hologram and he says you need to put him in the containment mm-hmm. containment pod these are the last known crites yeah. like oh. fucking destroy him yeah. what the hell fuck him <laughs> but i guess i don't know you know Maybe they belong in a zoo. I don't know. These belong in a museum. 
So yeah, that zoo and dead alive. So then the uh, the pod crashes in, and we get a to be continued. I'm like, all right, all well right, here well, we go, yep. number four. So yeah. then Critters Four starts off with the same fucking sequence. Yeah, <laughs> without the pauses, mm-hmm. with the credits playing over them. So that mm-hmm. was thank you, Critters Four, for doing that, not doing a freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the first five minutes of Critters Four is essentially what we saw in Critters Three. So if anybody wants to do that fan edit of Critters Three and Four, you could just cut it out like a la Evil Dead Two and Three mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. I'm relating to your favorite franchise, Josh. Trying yeah, to I engage you. It. Yeah, I just. Yeah. So Critters Four mm-hmm. stars uh, Brad Dwarf and yeah, but kind of a, a good cast in this, I guess. Uh, well, Angela Brad Bassett Dorf and Angela Bassett. Eric. Oh, what is his name? Eric Deray. Deray. So he's Leo Johnson from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I recognized him. And uh, yeah, man, this one. Uh, Brad Dwarf. I I don't know who made the decision to make that motherfucker chew gum on every speaking <laughs> line, but yeah. it was annoying. Very annoying. Uh, I love him. I think he. You know, <laughs> I think he's. Decent in this movie, I guess. Yeah. He's he's okay. Nah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, he's not given much. We should get right? to that. This is critters in space. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is critters in space. It takes three oh, oh uh, what three hundred plus years later because mm. it's like in twenty three forty two or something. I forget. Yeah. But you know the no... time that the crates uh, sailed the ocean blue. I feel like there's no critters. Until like what forty minutes? It's in? It's forty or? minutes in. It's I, just I did the count. And it was it, pretty bad. It's just this movie is so boring and it feels long. I love the low tech hiking or hiking. Wow, low tech hacking that Brad Dwarf does mm-hmm. when he's talking to the computer. Computer, give me all access to this, and I can't do that. I don't recognize your voice. Okay, computer, do not give me. Do not grant me this access. Granted, it's like, <laughs> wow, we've come a long way, guys. This technology is is vastly improved. Yeah. Um. So Critters Four, man. I remember the first. What's the first time you ever watched Four? Uh, recently, when I bought this box. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't tell you if I've seen this one before. Uh, I don't remember have, having seen, seen it. I saw one through three video days. Well, for sure. Except for two. I Same. saw in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. But four, three, three I rented on video, and I just never got around to four because I wasn't obviously yeah. impressed by I three. Mean, yeah, four I caught on the sci-fi channel like years after I had seen 300 times. Back when and, it was spelled correctly. And I was just, <laughs> at least as horrible as three is, it's still entertainingly bad. Whereas yeah. four yeah. is just Boring, boring as shit as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hate to end it off like this, but yeah, four is nothing really to talk about. I don't think it's really worth your time. You get a sleazeball, uh, captain. Like, is he a captain? We never really get no, their no. defined roles, no. except for like Brad Dwarf. And if they do explain it, I'm not paying attention because <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so boring. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for critters. It, it's just it's not here. Well, yeah, I think, tell you what if if you don't have a budget, uh, don't make a space movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> just I mean, if if you're gonna make a, if you have something that requires that budget and you don't have a story or a script that's gonna carry it, guess what? Yeah, you don't have a good movie. 
So yeah, Critters yeah. Four is nothing also, right home the, about. The poison dart thing is gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, leprechaun! I'd take leprechaun in space <laughs> a thousand times. Oh over yeah, this yeah, thing. yeah, for sure, 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 sure. I hundred percent agree. Because that that's at least entertaining. Yeah. So anyway, he comes out of that guy's dick. Yeah, Critters three and four. There's a reason why everybody talks about Critters one and two so much. Is because three and four is not good, and four definitely ends it on a really bad note. So, um, I think we should sum it up with just talking about this collection. It's, I think it's awesome. It's um, a nice box. It is number three yeah. on my top twenty-five blue, which again <laughs> of twenty eighteen. You're almost doing the Dracula voice <laughs> a little bit. It is number three. <laughs> three. Ah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Screen Factory. Yes, we've given them a hard time. You're smelling the box set now, Um, and then you just throw it. I'll uh, expect a replacement from you. Um, You know, we've given them a hard time, but I really appreciate that they put this out. Um, It's kind of I I don't want to say a guilty pleasure, but I've always wanted to own the critters. We've we've wanted these on Blu-ray for a long Long time. time. Yeah, and and when they got the Warner license, we knew, oh man, this is coming. Yeah. And it it was announced real fast. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm super happy about that. Um, This was technically the last Scream Factory release I bought because I'm still on that crusade. (laughs) Go for it, buddy. Um, I I I don't see Street Fighter. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't see (laughs) Once they announced Street Fighter, I'm like, fuck. Mm -hmm. But the Street Fighter movie? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Sunny Street Chiba. Fighter box set. Oh, the Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah the collection. I am then, very. Like, Arrow's doing sister. And then Arrow Street says, Fighter. "Hey, we got you. And we got you covered. We got the other Fighter. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna still hold out and see if anybody in the UK I'm, is gonna release. It. I'm, I'm, I can't wait on the Street Fighter. No, I have I to get that set, no matter what they want for it. I, yeah, I'm gonna probably cave. I'm, I'll cave. I've never sure. seen any of the sister Street Fighter movies. Ah. Uh, and I think the I've only seen the right. first two mm-hmm. Street Fighters. Though I, I, Dude, I awesome. love the first Street Fighters. I so love, much. yeah. It's like probably my favorite action movie, actually. Yeah. Or um, martial arts, actually. So, yeah. Uh, I thought they did a really good job. Uh, Red Shirt Pictures does a good job with the docs. Uh, especially, like, if you can make some docs on three and four and they're make, still and somewhat entertaining. They're lively. They're, yeah. Better than the movie. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, the doc uh, for the fourth one. Yeah, is if definitely you buy the collection, the don't even bother watching four for sure. Just the watch the doc and just yeah. say, oh, okay, okay, got it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a good set, so uh, we'll have a link in the show notes to buy it on Amazon. If you do that, it throws a little bit of money our way because I'd like to make some uh, mixer upgrades. That's not gonna buy Mix it. So anyway, yeah. No, but maybe our sponsor is gonna help a little bit. Yeah, though. yeah. Thank you to our sponsor. Again. Yeah, guys, please, please visit your local hungry heifer. I think they have a two for one special. Yeah. Um. So thank you guys again for listening to this. <laughs> Holy shit, you made it! Congrats. Yeah. Uh, if you like what we do, uh, again, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Talk about us on social media. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Destroy the Brain. And uh, yeah, where can people find us individually, Josh? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Joshinator1989. Oh, and on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. yeah. And don't forget. Same name. Right? On, yeah, same yeah. name. And on Instagram at JLightDarkfoot. I'm at Hassles, H-A-S-S-L-E-Z, on... 
everything. Twinstagram and and Letterboxd and whatever. You know, that's that's a lawsuit because Facebook owns Instagram, so you can't combine Twitter and Instagram. Oh, well. God damn it. I don't use Twitter anyway. Well, Fuck we lost our platform. sponsorship. Fuck God that damn platform. It. Mm, I see you on there sometimes. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. check somebody else. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. Uh, Letterboxd, T-R-I-E-F-Y. Treefy is the name. That's how you pronounce it. And Just that's F-Y-I. the game, right? Yeah, that's the name. That's the game. All right, so our killer track is none other than Johnny Motherfucking Steel, Power of the Night from Curtis One. Thank you again. Uh, episode 40, we have no fucking clue what we're doing. You'll figure it out once it comes out. How about that? Or join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror. There's a good chance it has something to do with a recently departed character actor. Yes, maybe, maybe. No more franchises. Yeah, no more franchises. Yeah, we're we're gonna franchise out for uh, franchise out. for at least three months now. <laughs> you know who's great at franchises? It's our sponsor, Hungry Heifer. The Hungry Heifer. We won't give you a steer. Okay, killer track. Thank you guys very much. Adios. Bye.